This is episode three of Tales from the Quarantine. Uh, welcome to uh, episode three of uh, Tales from the Quarantine. Uh, my guest today is uh, a dear and old friend of mine, uh, Mick, uh, who's currently out and living in uh, rural Nova Scotia. Um, how you doing? How's everything going for you out there? Well, uh, just, I guess, uh, living life as normal as life can be right now. <laughs> yeah, well, like... You, you see, like, how is how are things like different? Because I live in Ontario and I live just off the 401. Uh, like, how are things different out there for you compared to like you lived in Ontario for I don't even know how many number of years, but you're familiar with how busy our province is. Like, how, how busy it has it changed for you at all out, out in uh, Nova Scotia? Uh, <laughs> I'd say uh, there, there's definitely big changes that are noticed, uh, especially when you're you're going through, uh, like if you want to go to order food or if you're doing the groceries, like your normal day-to-day stuff. Um, I don't think that the people around here are taking it uh, super seriously as they should. I know of uh, uh, the uh, the community uh, Facebook group that we've got there. They've uh, when it first started going around and that we were starting to respond to, to the, uh, the, the COVID-19 restrictions prior to them actually being affected by the province. Uh, a lot of people, they just were, were laughing about it and that they wasn't going to change anything. And people have to realize that this area, uh, I'm in, in the Annapolis Valley, which is uh, about an hour and a half West of uh, Halifax. Uh, it's a, it's a retirement community. So you're talking like the average age here is probably 60 plus. And yeah. they're just, they're, they're the ones that are most at risk of actually, you know, suffering from complications from this thing, and they're the ones that weren't taking anything seriously. So, yeah, I've I've noticed that too. Like, like my parents were down in the states until two weeks ago, this past Monday. Uh, they just got out of their two weeks forced quarantine. They were kind of joking around, like, "Oh, we can't go for walks," and I'm like, "You shouldn't be leaving your trailer." Like, they they went down trailer down in Arizona, and they're coming back to work seasonal work in Alberta. And they were joking, about how, like, like you can't leave your trailer, you could yeah. be infected. Yeah. And I was telling them, like, if you gas up, wear a glove barrier between you and the gas pump, because that was apparently a vector of transmission. Because yeah. it's a hard, solid object. The virus lasts on there a long time, and it's community. It's, everyone needs gas, and they they took, they didn't take it take it all that seriously, and and <laughs> I think I've seen them slowly realize. Over the past like four weeks, that's been more serious, and especially since what happened in my hometown, Bob Cajun, like they lost twenty-eight seniors out of one retirement community. Wow. Yeah, and they're t- and they, that's almost half the population of that uh, of that retirement community. Um, and yeah, and there's still people not taking it seriously. It's like that's that's unreal i i can see uh like you can definitely tell there's a shift going on so most of the the, the younger professionals i would say or even i mean regardless of age it's the the professional community for the most part seems to be doing what they they have to do they're shutting down uh, like uh restaurants are a clo- there it's takeout or delivery only you can only go through the uh the drive-thru uh mcdonald's in town which is usually like the only thing that's ever open past like nine o'clock here if you uh, you go through there, they they'll uh, they've got the uh, the debit machine that's uh, attached to like a mop handle, and they put it out to the car for you. Um, and they get really upset if you grab it because uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a bit of a security nut, so I don't like having tap on my card, so it doesn't work. So I have to put it in and still put in the pen the old way. And uh, the uh, the guy that hung it out the window, he started uh, 
not not really like yelling at me, but just like, oh no, no, you can't touch that. That's that's only for bad boys. I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like, I'm just trying to pay for my food. But uh, other than that, yeah, like I think the shift is there. You look around the community here. There's all sorts of different uh, posters up and uh, people's walls and stuff. A lot of community involvement getting in place. Like the uh, the uh, the good old stay home, stay safe, stay healthy uh, movement. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's I've been reading news stories about like small like apparel companies or small um, uh, like outdoor um, or boat repair companies like that that they they have access to a sewing machine, they have fabric and they're starting to um, manufacture gowns and masks for not mass production, but for the local healthcare workers who are not high on the priority list. Cause most of them are rural because I, I grew up in that tiny town, Bob cage in Ontario. Right. So the nearest hospital is uh, 30 minutes away. And after that, it's a 45 minute drive away. So like the local doctors are kind of low on the totem pole when it comes to getting uh, personal protective equipment. So yeah. the local community's banding together trying to get them that kind of stuff. I think that's actually one of the the biggest things. Uh, I mean, now now because we're a small community, like literally our, our the population of our of our like little two twin villages there, it's uh, we're, we're at about ten thousand people. So it's really cool to see the uh, the community come together. So you get like the one side where people aren't treating it as as serious as it should be, but uh, where the rest of the things are going, and now you're seeing more of that, that shift towards everyone kind of working together and staying home for the most part. You still have the naysayers. You're still gonna have the all the people talking about how it's uh, you know the uh, the conspiracy drinkers and whatnot, but. Uh, I think that's just it's it's just a it's a subsect of our of our population. You're always going to have that kind of that cultural imbalance, um, but it's really cool to see the the actual community aspect of it. And I'll once again I'll go through this uh, community Facebook uh, that that that's we're running up there. Everyone in our local subdivision uh, just trying to keep the the kids entertained, I suppose, or uh, you know they're going out for their their little walks while they're maintaining their their social distancing. People will put things in their their windows, and it's uh, kind of like a um, um, like a scavenger hunt so one week it'll be or i guess like one day it'll be like you know put butterflies in your window or put like a like a frog on your lawn and then they can go around and count how many how many things are going on and that's literally it's all through facebook right now that that, that stuff is being organized um, we had another person there prior to uh, the actual provincial restrictions in nova scotia it's the same as much across canada where uh, any any gatherings over five is uh is you know you're eligible to tickets and all that and uh uh, enforcement um, but prior to that actually being put in place we had a individual he uh, actually works for the the military base uh, band he's the uh, the band master and he'd play his bagpipes on his lawn in his driveway and there was a uh, a minister that lives across the street from him and he was having a church meeting from his his stair people came and brought their chairs and uh, all over their lawn you know you're sitting there 10 feet apart from everyone while there was like I don't know, 15 or 16 people there while buddies playing the bagpipes while they're, they're doing mass. Kind of cool to see just the community getting together. But obviously, you know, right now it's not a great, uh, a, a very good idea because you're still gathering as a, uh, you know, social distance isn't really a thing there. Yeah. No, like I was reading a story about uh, when Seattle down the U.S. So Seattle's where my brother lives. Um, back when they were like the epicenter of the U.S., uh, uh, outbreak, which it clearly isn't anymore. New York has uh, taken that crown pretty handsomely. Yeah. Um, and this is back in like early-ish March. And like this uh, choir group, I guess, they were having a debate, like a church choir group was having a debate whether or not they're going to carry on with their practices or if they're going to cancel it 
even though there was no local cases of uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, two weeks later, they had, I believe, three of them had died and about a third of the choir group had contracted COVID-19. Jesus. And they traced it back to that one meeting. No one was coughing, apparently, and very little uh, touching. Um, but like some sign, some of the, the, the doctors were believing that because they were belting out, an infected individual didn't need to cough to uh, get the virus out of their system and into yeah. the air. Plus, it's scary that even how, just how, uh, even if you're asymptomatic, just absolutely how um, infectious this is, you know? Yeah, that's why that's why they're saying not wear a mask. It's not to protect you; it's to protect other people. Yeah, like you're in fact the odds of you being infectious, asymptomatic. They're still trying to figure out exactly how that works, but just assume you have it. Assume you're infectious, and uh, get your groceries as quickly and as uh, painlessly as possible. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's like I think which the uh, the big problem is. Uh, I, I know we touched on it before you started doing the record thing, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the, the people are talking about that uh, it's just a, you know, some, some government conspiracy where it's uh, they're, they're giving up the whole, you know, all oh, they're, they're, they're taking over our freedoms. Like I, I joke about it, but uh, they're it's, it, it's scary because of the fact that we don't really know how fast or anything that this can go. And it seems like at least here as Canadians, um, like I said, we're, I think we're, we're incredibly fortunate to be Canadians right now that uh, this, the, the, the limits or the uh, the limitations that have been placed on us and that we've actually been partaking in it's it's actually it's working you know like we're we're nowhere near as bad out as uh, some of the other places are now i mean it helps that uh, our population is really widespread um but i just think that there's going to be a lot of these conspiracy theory people that are going to go off and once this is all said and done or at least we start you know returning back to normal life they're gonna be like well see we were taking our freedoms away for nothing it's like well it's not the point man it's literally this is this is what's supposed to happen. We're, it's actually working. Yeah. Basically, if it seems like we overreacted, then that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty because much. Because like, like you look at what's going on in, in New York and uh, in many uh, cities around the United States, Italy, Spain, the United Kingdom now, France, where like, the United States, like I, I made a prediction like last week saying that the U.S. would have 12,000 dead by uh, by Tuesday. Um, I said it as a rebuttal, and I said it on my first episode of the podcast. And on the second episode, I read out the numbers, and the U.S. was almost breaching a 13,000 13, eh? dead on Tuesday. And, and I get it. They're a much more populous country, and they have a much more... Uh, they want to hold on to personal freedoms and individual liberty. That's why they have their... That's what they reinterpreted their Second Amendment as, I guess. Yeah, seems like it. There, there comes a point when individual liberty, like the needs of the many, outweigh the needs of the few. Yep. And if that means you have to stay home, sit on your couch and watch Netflix for three weeks, like it's not that hard. <laughs> so that's where another thing, when uh, when you first reached out to me, asked like, hey, just, you know, you want to talk about how life has changed. Uh, I had to kind of laugh about it because I'm a very introverted person anyway. Uh, in yeah. public, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very large expert. I can talk. I like to talk. But, uh, you know, when I'm just on my own time and I just on my own dime, you know, I just I want to be left alone. So it's uh, other than doing, uh, you know, doing the work thing that I have to do and uh, making sure that uh, that all that gets taken care of um, when I'm home and I'm isolating. The only really the only changes it really did to my life is I don't go to the grocery store as often. <laughs> 
and uh you know i can't sit down and enjoy a meal now that's about it <laughs> you know I, I don't really care about going out like i'm not a bar guy i don't really hang out with too many people it's literally just me and my wife sitting down and watching movies or i'm sitting on my ass playing computer so <laughs> you know real no change there yeah it's pretty much same here except for we like to go out and get uh get like pizza delivered and stuff but we haven't done that since well probably going on over a month now yeah. uh, we haven't had any takeout or any anything because it's I can control my environment. I can control what I do. I just can't control them. And if someone at that pizza joint or if there's some connection, like if it gets on the pizza box, it's just vectors that I, I'm trying to mitigate. Stuff, I agree. So. Um, my, uh, my thing is, is that uh, I don't know. I think I also like supporting the community as well. Um, I think they're the most of the places around here that are remaining open. They're getting that, that old magical essential service limit. Um, I mean, you, you, you definitely bring up good points, but uh, for me, it's just trying trying to keep the economy going as much as we possibly can to, you know, still supporting local businesses and everything else. Because as much as, uh, you know, you and I, I think are, are pretty fortunate to uh, to have our paychecks coming in on a, on a regular basis. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people around here that aren't. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's eight out, outweighing the risk kind of deal, I guess. But, uh, you know, just taking the standard precautions. Yeah, uh, for me, like I've been checking in with uh, my as best I can the neighbors. I actually have uh, contact information with. I've been asking how they're doing and uh, if they need anything. And uh, so far, everyone's like, oh, they're appreciative, but uh, everyone's been pretty well, pretty good. Most yeah. people here are still they're going to the grocery store at least once a week. I I would try to cut mine down to two every two weeks because I got two small kids and they like to eat through foods and they're picky yeah. eaters, unfortunately. But yeah, how has um, how has been uh, grocery stores out where you are? How's that changed? Um, honestly, man, I uh, I really can't say. Um, I haven't been uh, going into grocery stores. I, I've gone to I, I've stopped at like Shoppers Drug Mart and things a couple of times. Um, like they've got the uh, they've got the shields and uh, like the cashier shields that are up. They've got stickers on the floor, arrows saying like you know you've got the uh, a direction of movement around, um, and then you're standing ever so far apart from the cash. Uh, for grocery stores itself, though, is the uh, the areas around here. Most of them will uh, will do like the old uh, order order um, the order online, and then you literally just you park in a parking spot, and they'll bring everything out to you. So that's pretty much what we've been doing. Um, yeah. I think there was one one day that uh, that we had to, to actually get groceries. I was out working, and uh, my wife went out and, uh, and got everything. And it's pretty much yeah, uh, the, the the big change for us, anyways, is we just don't go as often. Whereas I used to get groceries uh, very very small amounts, like every two or three days. Now, yeah, man, it's like every two weeks or something. I'll get groceries. Yeah. Has this uh has this whole thing like adjusted your mindset to uh, having uh, more food on hand in the event of a emergency in the future, or is like, do you think you're gonna go back to uh, how you were before after we get the all clear and can go out and back to our regular life? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I've always been uh, like well, like when I say I go grocery shopping every couple of days, it's usually just to get stuff like um that I want, not so much like things that I need. Yeah. And uh, I've always I've always got like some sort of uh like i've got ways to get water i've got ways to to you know to actually feed myself in some case and i've always got at least some emergency uh, emergency supplies on hand um i don't think it's really going to change much but i'm not like a super prepared person i either it's just living where we are we get the we get a lot of uh, got a lot of winter storms we get hurricanes and things like that so um the big thing is that, that really sucks is if uh, you know your our, our power goes out because that's the only source of heat we have we've uh, only got electric heating 
um, if anything else, like our 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 water is on a uh, on an electric pump, so we can't we can't use the washer, mm-hmm. we can't use uh, get showers or anything. So if I know there's a big storm coming, I'll end up I have to fill up my bathtub so I can flush my toilet, kind of deal, you know. But yeah, I don't know if it's gonna change anything, but uh, I don't know. It definitely makes you appreciate things you have. Like uh, right now with our isolation, man, if you didn't have uh, like access to the internet, whew. <laughs> yeah. Or- yeah, the thing, one thing I'm finding is my kids are more or less becoming more friends. They still get on each other's nerves a lot, but they're, uh, you know, they're the only kids they have to play play with right now. So yeah, <laughs> I hope uh, if they come out of this, they come out of it uh, being appreciative of each other at least. Yeah. Though so there's the you know, three and a half year age gap, and they're pretty young, but yeah, yeah I, I think this has convinced my wife that we need to have a little little pantry like a of. Uh, non-perishables on yeah. hand and just rotate through that every every so often because we eat a lot of pasta and stuff we eat uh craft dinner and, and and spaghetti all the time and uh but there's other things and and like frozen vegetables and all that fun stuff but like you but you're saying the power goes out and we've had power outages in our old house that lasted uh we had it out for 24 hours but our our neighbors had it out for three or four days because it was just the way the the grid coalesced in that area. Yeah. So, yeah, the, you got to be able to. If you have a lot of frozen food, you have to be a way to keep that to keep that freezer going if the power's out. Yeah. Uh, we, the the hurricane that we had there in the fall uh, when it came through, it knocked our power out. We're in a, like a you know a suburban subdivision, you know, like you'd think that uh, it'd be pretty. Uh, like strong against the elements and that's not the case like our power was literally kicked out for i think we went without power for three maybe four days and uh have you thought about getting a generator i've thought about it man but you know it's it it costs money too and i'm not uh, i wasn't really willing to spend it just because i know with just the the nature of uh of you know what i do i'm i'm going to be i'm going to be uh moving again eventually anyway so it's just something I don't necessarily want to pack with me every single time I'm going around, but it's definitely a good idea. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, especially when I've only got the one source of heat. Like I'm telling you, if our power went out in, in February, I'd probably be running to the store and begging for a, uh, a generator. But yeah, you know, I just, just taking, taking one day at a time, I guess. Yeah. At least luckily this, uh, this uh, whole thing happened uh, kind of not in the dead of winter. Yeah, because I, I think there would have been a lot more just uh, serious depression if people couldn't really go outside because of the weather. Here, like, well, here where I live, we didn't really have a winter. It was like a seriously long fall with a bit of winter, and then conjoined by a very long spring that we're still enjoying. Like, we barely got any snow at all, and it was weird. But, uh, but yeah, like if this whole isolation thing was a winter, I, I think that people would have more of that seasonal affective disorder sad yeah and really just mess with them so at least now they can go outside get some vitamin d and at least enjoy the heat of 10 degrees or eight degrees or three degrees yeah we haven't got up there yet but uh <laughs> it's uh it's getting our, that way though yeah our our, our weather is uh, is kind of weird anyway it's usually like uh, it's never like super super cold but it's uh it's you know it's it's gonna sound cliche as hell but it's it's the wind that gets you right like you get that that damp uh but you're just off the uh, Bay of Fundy, right? Oh yeah, like like with the the fund, Fundy's within like ten minutes of uh, of us, man. Like we're right on we're right on the shore. Yeah, we're just off Lake Ontario, well, and 
yeah, we I can I I feel the wind, but I can't imagine it be as uh, cold as uh, water coming off the Atlantic. No, I mean like I lived in I I've lived out west and lived on the prairies as well, and you know like a my, minus minus forty five minus fifty in Edmonton, uh, like it's cold, but you know you can dress for it, you can layer up. It seems like here it doesn't matter if it's minus ten or minus twenty, you go outside and you're you're going to be cold. Yeah, and it's uh it's kind of like a damp damp wind. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's blowing right off the water. Yeah, I've been out the prairies and some bad wind and it's not as bad as if it's coming off of a big body of water. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So basically like, (laughs) so all in all your life hasn't really changed except for you just don't go to the grocery store that much and you stop touching people as best as you can. Pretty much. I mean, uh, obviously some, some other aspects of my life are, are a lot different, but uh, that's just uh, more for, you know, professional life <laughs> and there's, there's some big changes there, but, uh, you know, not, the light life day to day stuff though. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not huge. It's just, you definitely get a little batty though, man. Like you're getting loopy, you know, like you, you want to go hang out with friends or, you know, you want to go visit family and you just can't. Yeah. That's why I started this podcast is I, I needed a project. I need a project to talk to other people. Yeah, for sure. I just think it's uh, it'd be a good time capsule, man. Like, you know, you can go back and you can look through everything and be like, hey, remember that time where we couldn't go out for fucking months? You know, like. Yeah, hopefully uh, I've seen some uh, seems, I've seen some things like uh, like stay inside and we'll have we'll have summer. I'm like, we're not getting summer. We'll be lucky if we get fall. Like this is not going away short, like quickly. Yeah. And I think that's the scariest part, man. We just don't know. You know, it, it seemed to come on so uh, so suddenly, even though we we could all see it coming our way. No one did enough to prepare, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, now it's just like, you know, when the hell is it going to be over? You know, when when can I go out? You know, or hey, yeah. you know, are the conspiracy theories right? You know, are they actually? It's like, no shit, it's the government, man. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it was the Canadian government infecting the Chinese wet market to destabilize the United States. <laughs> oh man, remember it was the it was the U.S. soldiers. <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Like I, I saw a crazy. video someone posted on Facebook of a military uh, C130 flying over the 401 and uh this particular aircraft uh this type of aircraft it has exhaust fumes pouring out of the back of the engines oh, all the time. Oh, big old chemtrails, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this person was saying that they're spraying stuff over the 401 so it's flying low and you know, they're not fast planes and it it's burning the exhaust out of its engines. Like you can see the exhaust. It's like an old diesel truck rolling coal all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, this guy's like, they're spraying us. They're spraying us. And it's like, no, they're not. It's just an old plane flying. Just tell them that it's the vaccine, man. <laughs> yeah. They're not spraying you anything nefarious. It's just formaldehyde for the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I've said I've seen some conspiracy theories and I've seen people who you think would have a more level head on their shoulders, but they're going a bit nuts. Ah, I hear you, man. It's that like the media is is the worst part about this whole damn thing. Just people are going batshit. Like there's my uh, one of one of my uncles. Uh, he's he's pretty. Uh, I think growing up he was very social, very liberal. Um, but as he's gotten uh, as he's gotten older, he's uh, he's more more conservative and he's more I, I guess like 
uh, I would say like closer to my own political views, but now he's like, he's going off the deep end, man. Like he's talking about how everything is a conspiracy and it's all against like this whole coronavirus thing that we're dealing with there. It's all about, um, like the new world order and getting rid of the, the Epstein pedophiles. And it's like, Holy shit, man. Like how tighter can you get that tinfoil going? I thought it was because Justin Trudeau got arrested. He's not, his wife left him and he's currently wearing an ankle bracelet because he's under house arrest. Yeah. I saw something like that too. There was, um, shit. That was, uh, Tom Hanks. They were talking about, yeah, no, he's they're They're, they're cracking a deal. And then that's like, Madonna's going to get it and everyone else is going to get it. And like the Epstein's are going to get it and everything. And, and, you know, Donald Trump is going to be the savior of the new world. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, keep your head like, a shake. Like the prime minister of great Britain has this illness. It's not a fake illness. Yeah. Okay, Prince Prince Charles has got it, but I think, uh, in my opinion, it's the wrong prince that got it. <laughs> There's conspiracy theories flying all over the place for this thing, and you know it's one person can keep a conspiracy, two people can keep a conspiracy as long as they have the same goals. A third person talks. That's how we know about all these conspiracies that have happened, like actual conspiracies. Yeah. That either happened or in the planning stages of happening. Well, that's the thing, man. No one can actually. I don't. I don't think that we're we're a smart enough race to do that, especially you know in this age of cloud. Well, I, I like I've heard enough um, experts in the field of like viruses and pandemic, like mapping and all that crap, throughout this to realize that we're not smart enough to create a virus this effective. No, we could manipulate an existing virus, sure, or I mean. You know, we could like push a virus to evolve a certain way, probably. But this thing just jumped species, and apparently is also now jumping other species and affecting uh, big cats in the in, in New York. So, so what you're saying is fucking Carol Baskins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're gonna end this episode of uh, of the podcast. Right on. Thanks, buddy, for uh, having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for being the second guest on the third episode. I uh, much appreciate it. You bet. Stay safe. Stay home. Stay healthy. <laughs>